four words that turn summer into autumn. Notre Dame versus Michigan. Two giants who first clashed way back in 1887. For over a century, mud-covered golden domers have tussled with the guts and glue of the maize and blue. Epic battles punctuated by legendary names. Hello there, college football fans, and welcome to a reboot episode of the Fighting Wolverines podcast. Um, it's been a while since we've, we've chatted with you, um, but we're here, and we're going to start talking about... Um, a couple different things. I'll talk about some recruitment. Um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about some of the spring game stuff um, and just kind of general buzz around both Notre Dame and Michigan. So um, I'm here with my co-host, Dan Large. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, and the time that we've been gone, my wife and I have had a baby, so... That was kind of the main reason we haven't been doing anything. It's just been kind of hectic around our house. So, <laughs> um, and it's not like we have a massive audience and or we get paid for this. So. Yeah, right. It was, it was kind of one of those things where it's like this was kind of lower on the priority list, but I feel like we've got you know good grasp on things now, and we can uh, we can start this up again and and get it moving towards the twenty twenty two college football season. So, uh, yeah. We can officially say this is season two of the Fighting Wolverines podcast, I, I should say. The first, right? season, the first season was a little bit um, all over the place. So hopefully season two is <laughs> a little bit more um, uh, consistent and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's start with uh, some recruitment stuff um, just because it ties both Michigan and Notre Dame together. Um, let's talk about the recruitment and our commitment, I should say, of CJ Carr. Um, it's kind of was a hot topic last week um, because CJ Carr committed to the University of Notre Dame, and he is a five-star quarterback. Um, 24/7 Sports has him ranked, I believe, in the top 20 overall, and um, he. It was kind of a big deal because he is Lloyd Carr's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> who is the Michigan um, former head coach that uh, was, I mean, honestly, he was probably, would you say he's probably the best coach in the last however many years? In my lifetime, yeah. I mean, he, he has a national championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, he won a lot of big games, like the first part of his career. Mm-hmm. Then when Jim Trestle took over at Ohio State, that kind of went downhill after that. That's the thing about Michigan, they would win – the big games, but then lose to like Iowa, right? Or some, you know, team they shouldn't have lost to at all. So yeah. And towards the end of his career, I mean, that was towards the end of his time at Michigan was when I started watching Notre Dame. So I mean, I mean, I watched some games where Notre Dame played against him, um, and I you could definitely tell towards the end of his time, he had that last team. The uh, was it the Appalachian Oak? State? Yeah, that was that season. Team, that team, two thousand seven projected to be like you know a national championship team and and they had that big mishap so um he kind of faltered a little bit towards the end but i don't know if that what that was if it was age or whatever you know whatever it might be but um yeah so cj uh grew up obviously from what i've read and understand that he grew up you know obviously just enthralled because i didn't realize his dad was actually a, a backup quarterback at 
Notre Dame. Or at, sorry, at Michigan. Um, he was, I think his senior year was Tom Brady's freshman year. Um, but he had, like, throughout that time, I mean, he sat behind, like, Brian Greasy and – Scott Drysback. Yeah, just so, like, he had, like, NFL dudes he was sitting behind. So, he – I mean, the quarterback room was loaded at that point. Um, so, yeah, he – I didn't realize that he did that. And then his – I believe his other grandfather was a All-American safety at Michigan, too. Right? Do you know that for sure? I don't know about that. Oh. I knew about his dad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was grand. His other his – mom, so his mom's – Dad. Mom's side, yeah. His mom's dad would be uh, was a was a player, um, but yeah. I I guess. What are your thoughts on it? I don't know. Like, does it suck for you as a Michigan fan, or what? I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not completely devastating to me. Um, it's not. Well, I remember hearing about CJ a couple of years ago. He worked himself up in the rankings. Right. I think he was only a three star. I remember seeing his name come up because he was the grandson of Lloyd Carr. And, you know, everyone assumed, especially if you were a Michigan fan, assumed because of who his grandfather was, he was a lock from Michigan. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've I've had a talk with a couple of Michigan fans that are friends of mine. We kind of agree with, like, the same thing with these quarterbacks want to go somewhere where they're going to throw the football around. Yeah. And I think that's something that kind of has hurt Jim Harbaugh in some ways because Michigan's going to hand the ball off 40 times. So, I mean, there is that one quarterback, Dante Moore, that's Mm -hmm. next year's class that's kind of waiting in the wings. Now they're saying that he might come to Michigan, but I don't know. Yeah, It's kind of hard to get into it. His recruitment has been crazy. I've followed it pretty closely. And, I mean, throughout early the year, Notre Dame was his, like, clear leader. And everyone was saying that he was going to go to Notre Dame. And then he mm-hmm. kept pushing his mm-hmm. – like he said, he was going to decide in spring. And then then he's like, I'm going to decide in summer. And then he says, I'm going to decide. And now he's, now he's pushing it to the fall, like, during his football season. Yeah. And a lot of people think, which, again – I don't know if I believe or not, but a lot of people think the NIL stuff has stuff, like has something to do with it because he's probably taking that he, uh, visits to like southern schools and all that. Yeah, I think he's taking a couple of visits to the SEC. I know A and M was one of them. So yeah, A and M, Oregon, LSU were the three that the three big ones. I think right now LSU actually is I think the projected leader through a lot of the sites, which is interesting considering Brian Kelly. Um, I think recruited him a little bit while before he left Notre Dame. Um, I don't know. I with him, it's just weird. He's been he's really quiet. He doesn't really like. He's very like kind of mysterious, like on social media and stuff. So, um, and a lot of people are like, well, now that CJ Carr is going to Notre Dame, like he's definitely not going to Notre Dame. It's just like I I don't know how true that is. Like, I think, I think from he what is I've, next year's class, right? Yeah, he's twenty twenty three. I think what a lot of people like, like from what I understand when I read the message boards and I, you know, read articles and stuff is that he is kind of annoyed that like Notre Dame fans, um, I mean, dude, I like you would not believe the amount of Dante Moore 
threads on the message board that I'm on. It's just ridiculous. Like everything is about Dante Moore. It's like, and they, everyone comes up with all these crazy like theories and stuff. And then they like stand up talking crap about him because like, he's just kind of doing his own thing and he's not necessarily like, he hasn't followed through with like his commitment that everyone kind of at one point thought he was going to do. And I think it kind of pissed him off. Like, because clearly he's like looking at that stuff and and then mm-hmm. like now CJ Carr commits and like Notre Dame fans are basically like, Yeah, we never wanted him anyway. Like we got our guy now. It's just like what like why you gotta be like that? that- Those Yeah, in today's world with the social media it it does affect recruiting. It hundred percent does. Like those kids see that and um I mean you got people like hopping in you know people's d and like kids dms and like talking trash to them it's like dude, these are like 16 and 17 year old kids yeah like what are we it's doing? like to me i don't know like i'm never i can't go back to being a high school athlete or anything right. i don't know how these guys feel but like if why not take your time in deciding where you're going yeah there really is no rush to it i mean um yeah, and players might decommit. Who knows? Yeah. It's happened a lot for Michigan. I've seen it over the years. So. Well, the other thing too that I've heard with his with Dante's Dante's recruitment is that um, from the people that like know him really well on the Notre Dame side have reported that if it were really up to Dante, they think that he would he would pick Notre Dame. But apparently, his dad and I don't know how true this is. Like this is just what I've the inside stuff that I've read, all that, he is, his dad apparently is kind of the one driving the NIL deal stuff. Like, he, he's kind of looking for money, which is unfortunate. He's the, he's the LeVar Ball. Yeah, right. He's like LeVar Ball. He's like Tiger Woods' dad. Like, it's just like the classic dad thing where, you know, you have, he doesn't necessarily have the kid's best interest in mind. I mean, and again, I don't know them personally, so I can't say for sure if that's true, but that's just kind of what I've heard. Um, and it's kind of frustrating because it's like, I mean, if it's like if NIL was a thing, would Dante Moore be committed to Notre Dame right now? I think he probably would be. So I don't know. But anyway, back to CJ Carr. Um, he's a, I mean, I don't know. So from the, from what I hear and listen to, he's um, a lot. Of he's overrated. He's overrated. Yeah, now that he committed Notre Dame, is that how that works? Pretty sure. Pretty now, sure. You'll watch, honestly, dude. This happens. And I'm not even joking. You, when kids come into Notre Dame, their rankings drop. It's it's like it it sucks. I don't know why. I don't because like when, when you, they commit. Yeah, when they commit, they it's it, dude. It happens like all the time. Like there's only been a. So a couple of players this cycle, their rankings have stayed the same or gotten better. Keon Keeley's one of them. He's he's kind of moved up and he stayed in that top ten range. But like we had a five star linebacker commit like I don't know forever ago, and he's just like every single rankings that come out, he just drops farther and farther. And hmm. it's like, did he get worse at football, or is it just because he committed <laughs> to Notre Dame? But it's like if that same kid committed to Bama. He'd be, oh, he committed to Bama, so of course he's good. Like, it's just a conspiracy rankings. theory. Gosh. <laughs> well, no, I mean it. It truthfully, like I've watched it happen. It's 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 annoying. Huh. I don't know if it happens for Michigan or not, but it's, it, I see. I don't it all pay the time. that close attention to the recruiting. Like I see the players commit and decommit, but 
I don't follow it that close. Yeah. Like, I, I know uh, Cole Cabana, he's a running back. I've heard he's climbing in the recruiting rankings, and he's a Michigan commit. Yeah, so. him. Um, he's a Dexter out of Dexter, Michigan. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be it, – it just seems like it happens a lot. And, like, I follow it obviously closer than you do, but it's – it's kind of annoying. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. That's a sore subject. But, um, yeah, I just think that apparently Notre Dame really wanted Carr. Like, he was, like, the – even – some some people are saying that, like, even higher than Dante Moore, which I found to be interesting because mm. I think him and Tommy Reese kind of have a, a really solid relationship. And um, – yeah, so, but it's interesting, I mean, from the Michigan aspect inside of it, like, like, do you think, do you think Harbaugh's dealings and, like, and, like, the stuff with the NFL has, has affected recruiting at all? I do in some ways, but he's just a wacky guy. You <laughs> can't really. Yeah, I know. I mean, the thing with him, like, every year, every off season around January it's the time where the Harbaugh to NFL rumors yeah so but I actually thought he was gonna go because I think I even said it before last year after the whole you know COVID season disappointing year I thought if he had some type of bounce back season Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it it was gonna be like that but I thought you know good chance he could go to the NFL if he has a good decent year 10 win season yeah. But I don't know, like what was it again? He thought he had the Minnesota job. Yeah, he he interviewed on National Signing Day. That was the other thing. But and again, from what yeah. I've heard and stuff, he was very like open with the recruits and stuff and said like I'm ta- I'm like going to this interview and I it was a, like an all-day process and I think he from what I understand, he thought he was going to get it and he ended up not getting it. Yeah, that's how I took it from the Vikings. Right. So I, I don't know. I I wonder if now it's like, you know, if he walks into a kid's living room and they're like, so like, are you, you know, leave next year? <laughs> yeah. You know, the parents are going to ask him and I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point right now. He'll be saying, yes, I'm committed to Michigan. Like oh, I'm yeah. staying at Michigan. Right. I mean, obviously he's going to say that until next January when he starts recruiting again. <laughs> it's just so weird to me. It's like, I mean, I know that, Coaching in either one has its pros and cons, but like, I mean, dude, you went to Michigan. Like, you are from, you are he, like, this is that's your school. Like, why? I don't know what the. I guess you know. Maybe I don't know what the appeal is for the NFL. I, I don't know. Like, I think he like he's had his time in the NFL. And he did good. Yeah. Well, like maybe everywhere he's been. He's I mean, been a lot of coaches like you know recruiting is tiresome, and and now like you know, all the NIL and transfer portal stuff. It's like it's crazy. Like it, yeah. It's constant. Like nonstop. You can't. That kind of stuff's affected. I think uh, the college basketball level with a couple of coaches retiring. Like Jay Wright just came out of nowhere. Yep. I wonder if anything has to do with that kind of stuff. It's just I mean, complete game now. You can't like. It's 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 just like because if you're not recruiting high school kids, you have to recruit your own team to make sure that they don't freaking leave. Like yeah. it's crazy now. It is crazy. <laughs> it's a whole different world and like, you know, 
it's a uh, yeah it's just wild it's and there's no stipulations to anything it seems like everyone can just kind of do whatever they want but um what are your feelings about this the general i mean is there any you feel like excitement around like what are your thoughts on the buzz around michigan like i mean obviously you guys had a great year last year and like you think that's going to carry into this season or what, what do you think well, in my idea, I'm going into next year the same way I go. I went to last year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. No expectations necessarily. No, I mean, I've told people this all the time. Just because of one good season, it doesn't make it like right. I want to know what I'm gonna feel like in like five years from now. Are we gonna have you know beat Ohio State again? Yeah, compete for the you know, for in the playoff, win the big 10, like that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I, I'll enjoy last season up till like next month, probably right. Be, you know, getting mm-hmm. ready for the season. Yeah. I've watched a lot of highlights of last season already. So oh, yeah. I've enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. But, I, I think it's interesting too. I've talked with like another buddy of mine that is a big Michigan fan that, Typically, over the you know, I really over Harbaugh's tenure, it was it's been the defense that's been the the calling card. And this year, I think it's going to be your offense that's going to be because I I mean the defense lost you know three big you know three big players, and you don't really have I guess the star power necessarily on the defensive side of the ball. And the offense is loaded with talent. Yeah, offense has dudes everywhere. So, I mean, it might be – it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, is that going to be what kind of they hang their head on this year? And I don't yeah, – who, who's the OC now? You had to ask him. I can look that up. I can't remember because I know that uh, the one Josh Gaddis. I can't think right? of his name. Uh, it's co-offense coordinators, Matt Weiss, who was the quarterback oh, coach last year. That's right. And Sharon Moore, who was the offensive line coach. Okay. So it's, a, it's two guys then. Okay. Yeah. Which that's what they were going to go for last season on the defensive side. Uh-huh. But uh, one guy took a defensive coordinator job, so they gave it to Mike McDonald. Gotcha. Full time. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it'd be interesting. A whole new, I mean, I can't imagine they're going to change with a, a bunch because I feel like no. I feel like the offense always has kind of been the same. Oh, Harbaugh will look to run the football. It it'll be the same as last year. It'll be the quarterback controversy again with Cade and JJ. Mm-hmm. Like, can we see Cade take his play to the next level? Which I have something to say about his play, even though it was the spring game. Yeah, but I'll, we can, we'll bring that up when we get the spring game. Yeah, I'll, that was almost a good segue. I guess I can talk about Notre Dame, just general buzz, and then we can go into that. Yeah. Um, I think the buzz is like insane right now for Notre Dame for recruiting. Yeah, Dude, I, I on the Notre Dame side, I know like, well, you know the person on Facebook who's yeah, you know, yeah. He already, you know, he posted that post on CJ Carr going to Michigan. So, right. I mean, going to Notre Dame. So, he's, yeah, there's nothing like be disappointed right now, but still, there's a lot of football games to be played to determine what's going to happen. Yeah. It, I mean, I think that, I think what people are excited about as from a Notre Dame perspective is the fact that, like, 
for so many years we were told and like made to believe what I did. Like I think about like I literally thought this and argued this with people that like Notre Dame just has to recruit differently. And I think they do to an extent, but like, man, Kelly just like made people feel like Notre Dame had to completely like go. He used to say literally that Notre Dame had to shop down a different aisle. And it was almost (laughs) like he just made us believe that like, yeah, like, yeah, no, we're doing the best we can with who we've got. And it's just not the way like Marcus Freeman is completely ripping that off like to shreds. Oh yeah. And he's just like, and now he's not like, there are some guys that, you know, Notre Dame just, they're not going to get still because, you know, of the academic standards, but there are so many players that like, even though, yes, there are certain kids that can probably make it at Notre Dame. There are a lot of kids over the years who like, you know, like they definitely could have made it at Notre Dame. Like I always, the, over the past couple months, I've, thought about like different players over the past you know five years that have been really awesome and it's like for example like trevor lawrence like you mean to tell me that trevor lawrence couldn't have made it at notre dame like like of course he could have made it at notre dame now like was he ever have gone there probably not but like that's the point though it's like you need to get in the battles for those kids and when you lose, don't use the excuse that, well, they just, they're, they're just not Notre Dame kids. It's like, yeah, they are. You just lost. You just, or you didn't, you didn't even get in a recruiting battle for them. So that's what's going on right now is they're literally like getting in battles with the big, the big boys and they're winning some of them. So, yeah. Um, that's like a huge difference between Michigan and Notre Dame right now. I think. Yeah. But Freeman's doing really good at recruiting. Yeah, he's and it's and it's top down, man. He's like he's it's a culture change, and it's pretty awesome to watch. So now, well, Michigan had a culture change last year. I if that works out for Michigan, it might work out for Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And again, it's like you know, I, I get super excited, and I think rightfully so with everything that's going on. But I still mm-hmm. have to I still have to see if he. I mean, it's game day stuff. Is like you can recruit like crazy but if you can't coach on game day it doesn't really matter like um yeah you see that with some of some of the other coaches in college football world it always reminds me of uh i think it's tommy bowden when he was at clemson Mm -hmm. clemson always had top like really good recruiting classes but he would never win the the acc ever right well, think but about then you go over to Boise State whenever they had their dynasty going, they would get yeah. these three star and they'll be upsetting Oklahoma or whatever. Right. So think about like LSU and stuff over the however many years. Like they had the one anomaly season. But you also had like, you know, for the most part, LSU gets really, you know, solid recruiting classes every year. They get they send players to the NFL all the time and they finish you know, middle of the pack in the SEC oftentimes. So I just think that's it's interesting and we'll see what happens with um with Freeman and just how it plays out. Like, you know, if I, I can't let myself get too excited because, you know, we could just I think he'll be fine. Like I think he'll be good. But the recruiting and everything that's going on right now I think are is having people feel like it's gonna be like, you know, 
we're going to win national championships, which it could. But at the same time, like, I just can't. He hasn't coached yet. Yeah, I can't can't let myself think that because, you know, yeah, if I do, and then I'll just be really disappointed. And I also look like an idiot. So trying to remain calm and collected. But, you know, if he ends up being a great football coach, like X's and O's, like game day stuff, these recruiting classes combined with that would likely lead to national championships. Yeah. I'm really excited about the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. That should be Yeah, I am, I am really excited about that. It's been a while <laughs> since we've had a game that, like, I think really, you know, because, like, the last two years, two or three years of Kelly's time there, it was – it was – I got my – that's the, like, the duration of my wife and I's relationship, really. Like, I think we went to a game in 2018, and that was when we first started dating. And, but since then, like, I've been such a pessimist about, like, everything. Because it was like, Kelly was so predictable. It was like, yep, he's going to take his foot off the gas because we're up by two touchdowns. And then we end up winning the game by three points. Like, that kind of stuff. And so, I just never really got excited for most games over the past like three years like the Clemson game in 2020 when we beat him at home without Trevor Lawrence like that I got that game was a blast like I had a great time with that game but like every game last year I was just pissed off the whole time because I was like <laughs> I know this team is better than this but yeah that <laughs> it has a big didn't. difference from me and you from last year like you expected with what you had, you should have been undefeated. Yeah, obviously. you should have beaten Cincinnati 100%. But the whole year, you know, their running game was terrible. Awful. <laughs> they had Awful. no running game. So it was just hot and cold with them. Yeah. But anyway, so I think that, like, with the Ohio – like, we're going back to the Ohio State game, I'm, like, truthfully, like, super excited about that game. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Says – Former school, too. So. I know. It's, there's going to be a ton of storylines, and it's going to be a night game, and it's going to mm-hmm. be sweet. So Night game at the shoot. Yeah, which I'm not expecting. We'll talk. I mean, eventually we'll do predictions and stuff, but yeah. I'll just say that I'm not expecting a win. <laughs> I just wanted to be I just wanted to be close. I just, that would give me a lot of hope for, the, for Marcus. Well, I mean, you would want him to win, but also you don't want it to be like, a loss like they – I mean, it was his first game as a coach in a bowl game. We won't really count that. But like that bowl game and they blew it. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I, I've gone back because, like, that one really stung a lot because we started – so I actually watched – I watched the game. Um, how, how big were you up? 28 to 7, I believe. Okay, I couldn't remember what it was. That. And Everything it was a blur from last year. Now yeah. <laughs> for they scored. They scored to make it twenty eight fourteen right before half. I believe. I I just I just watched it. I should know that, but um, but I was like, but then I I, I over time I thought about all the factors that likely led to that. I mean, you there's just so many. Like our wide receiver room was like completely depleted. We had like five scholarship wide receivers available. Mm-hmm. We had um, sit outs. Well, yeah, we had our two best players, Kyron Williams and Kyle Hamilton, were both sitting out. Or they didn't. Even, I don't even think they made the trip to the to the bowl mm-hmm. game. And then you had Mike Elston, the defensive line coach at Michigan. Now he was calling defensive plays. 
which he was just the defensive line coach for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he just, just like little things like that. And the Freeman's first game. So anyway, I'm not, I, it sucks and it's a loss. Like it's, it counts against Freeman, but I, I think there was a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll, this is, I think his first true game with like his coaching staff, um, guys that he wants there. And, um, I think it'll be fun. I, I think I think I think Notre Dame is going to actually surprise some people. I really do. I I feel that way. But um, we can transition now to the um, spring. I guess like spring football. What I watched at the spring game, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, both of us actually it was interesting that both of our teams were kind of in a similar situation. That the young. Um, talent like exciting like like highly rated quarterbacks weren't able to play because of injuries Uh um mccarthy for you guys and then buckner for us which buckner actually is going to be the starter oh really yeah i was gonna ask you what because i wasn't so sure who was going to be the starter over over spring i guess pine played terrible in the spring game and they um, but it was more than that. I I heard he had played like from what I had read and stuff. He'd played. He just didn't do very well. He didn't have a good spring, and mm-hmm. so he'll end up. I mean, unless he has just an outstanding summer and fall, it's Buck. Apparently, Buckner looked really really good in the spring before he got hurt. So okay. what did he uh, hurt? <laughs> you didn't hear that story? No. Oh man, this is a, this is a good one. <laughs> he got hurt. Uh, it was the, it was like a couple days before the spring game. He went to visit a professor to talk about some homework or something along those lines. And they left, they left with his office or wherever they were at. And when they were walking down the stairs, he slipped and fell and, and twisted his ankle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of those. Freak accidents. Yeah, it had nothing to do. At with least football. it wasn't serious or anything. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay. This was like it was funny because like he can't. They did a draft for the spring game, so they did this whole production thing. Like they had Jerome Bettis, like like as the commissioner oh. announcing draft picks, and they picked their teams, and uh, like the seniors were the cap the captains and picked them, and like Tyler Buckner walked in in a walking boot, and like all the reporters were like, "What's going on?" <laughs> And like, and then eventually the story kind of, kind of surfaced, and it was just like, it was just kind of like, oh geez, like you freaking can't walk down the flight of stairs. Um, but yeah, so that was why he sat out. Um, That'd be a great is, meme for Tyler Buckner, his worst enemy is stairs, yeah, <laughs> or right. something like that. Yeah, that that's the his biggest rival is is the staircase. <laughs> um, no, it's, but I, dude, I, I. Man, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be really good. Like, he was a four star, right? Yeah, he actually was a five star. Um, his and they, that, it was the Notre Dame drop, right? When he committed. Well, no, actually, that wasn't. His, <laughs> his was more of the. It was junior season was insane. He had like, he had like fifty some passing touchdowns, and like twenty or thirty. I think it was twenty eight rushing touchdowns his junior year. So like just he had like four over four thousand passing yards. He had Sounds over, like Tebow. Yeah, he had like over a thousand yards rushing. It was insane. Like like ridiculous video game numbers. And then he was ranked a five star at that point, and everyone was like super jacked. And then 
2020, his senior season got canceled because he's from California because mm. they didn't have okay. football. And so I just think with that and like, it just eventually was like they no one saw him play, so his ranking just kind of dropped a little bit. And yeah, he moved into a four star. So I think with all that, like last year was his first year playing football in like two years, like organized, like on the field. And he had some pretty decent numbers. Um and showed a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, what could be. So I'm really excited to watch him. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do really, really well. Um, but I guess that would be like spring ball in a nutshell was kind of his emergence into the starting role. Um, the defense is gonna be really, really good. They're they're loaded, just about everywhere. Um, what else? How about the offense? Like I know. I'm- <sighs> returning Kyron Williams is gone yeah so the running back room is actually still really stacked um a lot of guys that like that aren't necessarily like huge names but guys that are have a lot of promise um Chris Tyree is the main running back and then you have I don't know if Logan Diggs will be able to play because he got injured I want to say it was a Man, I don't remember what it was. It was either Achilles or a labrum tear. No, it was definitely – yeah, it had to do with upper body because he did it in the spring game. I think he tore his labrum. Um, and then uh, Audric Estime is the other one that a lot of people are really excited about. And then the freshman coming in, his name is Jadarian Price, who all, all four of those guys will legitimately get carries. Um, and they're all going to be really solid. So, um Wide receiver is still a huge question. It's still just – it's a lot of depth issues. The previous wide receiver coach was really, really bad, and he was not a good recruiter, and I don't know why Kelly kept him on for so long. But he depleted. Like, we've had – I think over the past, like, two seasons, we've had, like, five wide receivers transfer. So the room is just, like, kind of shot. But if everyone's healthy, they should be all right. Um, and then, yeah, offensive line is going to be really, really great. Like, it's going to be back to what the, the kind of the Notre Dame standard. It slipped the past, like, year or so. But Harry he stands back and should be able to, to get those guys rolling up front, which is good. I think one thing that I do as a fan, I think that a lot of people do, is that I think about how good – my team can be like if everything goes perfect you know what I mean like if this guy has you know this season that this guy has this season like this is what and then it's like but you got to think more realistically like not every single player like star player or you know big name player is going to have the um the season that I think they can have they're probably gonna you know they're gonna have some bad games and all that stuff so um, yeah, but that's basically it. You know, Michael Mayer is a beast. He's going to be a really good tight end, um, which is nice for the wide receiver depletion because, you know, he can kind of fill a little bit of that void. Yeah, I was looking at the returning leaders. Like, Mayer had, like, 70 receptions. Then the next guy who's returning only has 32, I think. The Avery Davis? 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he got hurt at, towards the end of last <clears> year. Um, he'll be back and ready to go. So he'll be really solid. He's a slot guy. Um, Braden Lindsay's he's kind of that like um, like athlete. He's really fast. Um, you want to get him on like a jet sweep here and there. Uh, maybe get him on a couple. <laughs> he's couple a, he's the AJ Henning of Notre Dame. Yeah, he's <laughs> just track speed. Um, and then, yeah, you got uh, what's his name, Joe? Um, completely drawn a blank. Montana. Joe Wa- Wilkins. Joe Wilkins Jr. He's he got hurt uh, in the Wisconsin game at uh, Soldier Field last year. But he he'll be back. He's he's a fifth year, so he should be he should be decent. Um, there's a fr- incoming freshman, Tobias Merriweather, who should be really 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 good. He was a top hundred ranked player, so um, excited about him. But again, he's a, he's gonna be a freshman, so you know I can't really count on freshmen, especially at the wide receiver position. But, yeah. What about Michigan? unless you're at Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Unless you're one of the national championship teams. Yeah. Uh, Michigan spring game, well, it was pretty much how I expected it. I mean, I watched a half of it. I can't – spring game is just a scrimmage, but, you know, it's football. So, yeah. I think I was talking to you. Yeah, we – I we were I think you watching. were watching it too. We were both watching it. But I, I just watched the first half because I had to go somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, well, did you mention for your Notre Dame, like, spring game – like breakout players, you oh, to you do that from who I thought was going to be a breakout player for next year. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't. Uh, I can. <laughs> I, can. I got. Let me think about it for a minute. I would say after the after. I wouldn't say after the spring game, but after spring. Like a March, freshman, maybe. Or Jadarian Price, the running back. He had a. I think he had. He had one touchdown for sure. Um. He's he's he could be really he could be a really solid player, um, but again he's gonna be a freshman, so I don't know how many. But with Diggs hurt, he could be getting some decent a decent amount of carries. I think him and Estime, the two running backs, are gonna be really solid. And then I, I Buckner didn't play in the spring game, but I'm kind of I'm kind of going in all all in on him because, I mean, if he has a shitty year, Notre Dame's not gonna be any good, like. It's all about quarterback. Like he's got to be, he's got to oh, yeah. be an all star. So, yeah, we know it's all about the quarterback. Yep. In the college football <laughs> game. Georgia and Stetson Bennett wins, wins the national championship. Oh, gosh, <laughs> talking about a Stetson Bennett like quarterback. I mean, same thing with Cade McNamara. The guy just won a Big Ten title. Yeah. But everyone's calling for his job. They they want everyone wants JJ. Yeah, that's kind. Do you want JJ? I mean, shoot, like, like, (laughs) I don't mind him playing, but I say if Cade continues to win games, play him. But it's it's hard because the fear is like you've seen the level of Cade playing compared to JJ just for the little bit amount of time he's played. Mm -hmm. JJ has so much a. Huge ceiling that he so can be. Would you say that the difference is, is that Cade can win you games, but you think well, Jake can get you to that next level maybe? Yeah, I think the only thing like for McCarthy is 
I mean, maybe we don't see it because it's practices. Maybe he makes, you know, crazy. He was a freshman last year. Yeah. We've seen it in a game where he would do something wild. Right. Some oohs and ahs. But, like, that's probably why he didn't really start or anything. Yeah. The only way I think he would have been starting is if Michigan was, like, losing, you know. They lose to Nebraska or Wisconsin or something like that as the season went on. But, yeah. And getting to the spring game, you would think like in the spring game, it's an exhibition. It's nationally televised. You would have your quarterback and your players to be loose. Right. Cade's Mr. Checkdown. Yeah. I would have told him, you know, have fun with it. Just go deep if you can. Sling it, man. He didn't. He goes to the checkdown every time and misses a wide open guy. So, I mean – the feel-good story was Davis Warren, who, who like, survived leukemia. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of his story. He's a quarterback. No. Did he score a touchdown or something? He threw a pass to uh, – he threw a touchdown pass. He uh, – just like Buckner, he didn't have his final high school season either because oh. he was from L.A. Yeah. But before that, he battled leukemia. Oh, dang. You know, I feel like I did hear something about that maybe at one point or yeah. another. He's a walk-on right now, and he looked really good. And they talked about him if he was, like, healthy. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't have those mishaps. He would have probably been a, up to a four-star quarterback. Oh, wow. So, nice. uh, yeah, you can't take much from that. I mean, the defensive side of the ball, you lose, like, 28 of your 34 sacks, two of them by two guys. Yeah probably the best duo ever in Michigan history. Yeah. But I think their defense is they're not going to change the system. Right. It's the same type of defense they're going to run, but yeah. It's pretty much sacked by committee, yep. I would say. But yeah, I think that'll be I think, you know, and I could be wrong. I I feel like that'll probably end up being the Achilles heel of your of Michigan this year is the defense. could be like especially also like I think their depth on the defensive line is good but I don't know about their pressuring the quarterback would be the biggest thing but they have you know Junior Colson who's the, entering his second year as a linebacker yeah they compare him to Devin Bush right like they have to be creative and try and get him to you know get after the quarterback maybe but right yeah it's, that's tough I. It's hard when you're, like, defense is such a – I mean, like, offense is, like, where the, you know, the name of the game right now, but you still have to have good defense. Like, yeah. that's why – It's like playing Georgia, how fitting, the, like, the biggest game of the year and can't – you had Stetson Bennett in your headlights and you he, he escapes, you know, you can't get to your quarterback – get to the quarterback. Right. It's like you play your worst game for the biggest stage. It's fitting. <laughs> yeah. I know how that goes. Yeah. You've I, seen it a couple of times. times. I felt like Notre Dame played the Clemson and the Alabama game in 18 and then 2020. Like, they just played not to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, not, I'm not saying they would have won. They wouldn't have won in 2020. That Alabama team was ridiculous. But I think 2018, like, like, a lot of people forget it was like I don't know what the score was going on at halftime, but it was a it was, it was close. I remember like even when they when they paired those two, when those two were going to face off, I was like Notre Dame and Clemson would should be it. 
if Notre Dame and they lived like, up to anything, but they, they could play, keep it. They, they played so reserved, and it was like, I mean, I get you want to like keep the ball away from Lawrence and stuff, but like at some point you gotta take a shot. You gotta take a couple shots here and there. Like you had <laughs> those teams had like Chase Claypool and Miles Boykin on the outside. Like those are huge wide receivers. Like you gotta mm-hmm. take some shots, but um, that I mean, again, that was Kelly's mo. It was you know, it was just play over the last however many years he had that you know great record or whatever. It was like yeah, it's because you you went to this like game, this like mentality of where you beat the crappy teams, but then when you get into big games, like you can't play like that. You have to you have to score points. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Well, you see that in a lot of sports where like. I've seen it for Michigan where you have to finish drives by scoring touchdowns, not settling for field goals. It yeah. just annoys the crap out of them. The Michigan State game this year, uh-huh. they settled for four field goals. The score, they scored 33. If you take half of those away and had touchdowns, you would have won that game. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, you got you to gotta convert. You can't – I mean, in the big games, you it's not – you just—it's not like it used to be where you could win a ball game seventeen to fourteen, like the big games at least. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta put you gotta, points you on the board. Get into the thirties or forties, man, if you want to win those games. So. Well, Michigan's yeah. offense should be, yeah, pretty loaded. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was our next topic? I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I can't. Well, it's uh, CJ Carr recruiting spring game. I think that's pretty much. What we were going to talk about. All right. Um, so, what do you want to? Let's. I would say for um, upcoming for people who are listening, I would say that to look out for um, more just general news, obviously, but then also look for. I think what, what would we say towards the like with like a month left before the season. We'll start, start looking at the schedule. Yeah, start breaking down the schedules. Obviously, you know, big commits happen. We'll talk about them them every week. Yeah. Um, uh, I do want to – we did it last year. We didn't do it this year, obviously, because, you know, life happens. Right. <laughs> uh, we – like last year, we went over the draft, Michigan-Notre Dame players getting drafted. Okay. I think we could do a, like a segment next time. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll, do. we'll talk about a little bit next next episode. So talk about a couple of the ND players and Michigan players that got drafted. Surprises or non-surprises, whatever. Yeah, yeah sounds good. But uh, keep an eye out for a podcast coming out next week. I think we're going to try – I want to keep trying to do them on Mondays. So yeah. um, we'll That would be good for the football season Yeah, where the games are fresh on your mind. Right. I, I think Monday nights are going to be good for me. So. Um, okay. So yeah, look for those on Mondays, and uh, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, like, um, like it, share it, you know, do whatever you gotta do. Hit the notification bell. I don't know what you're able to do wherever you're listening, but um, just get this thing circulating out there. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Monday.